Drive Home starts now. Come on. Australia's home of sport. Breaking news. The hardest opinions. Biggest interviews. Getting to the bottom of all the big stories. Ah, uh, yes. Week two of the finals is here. And another chapter in the epic rivalry between the Cowboys and the Broncos. On a day with big injury and signing news. Ryan Gerber is here, as is Brent Reid with his popular mail segment. Plus, Paul Gallon is here. We'll get the details on his attempt to recover. Welcome to the Rush uh, Welcome hour. aboard. Just under two hours until kickoff at uh, a sunny 1300-smile stadium where the weather is 25 degrees at the moment. And by the time it kicks off, it'll only drop to 24. There's a bit of a breeze. Uh, about 20 kilometres an hour, so absolutely perfect conditions. Hello to our Newcastle and Hunter audience for the first time in a while on the rush hour. Nice to have you back on board uh, as we uh, get ready for these uh, these week two finals. In Holden Cup, Cowboys lead the Tigers 20 to 10 at half time. Obviously, every game from here on in is knockout, uh, including Holden Cup. And the winner of this game takes on the uh, high-flying Penrith Panthers next week. Cowboys in front, 20 to 10. Gerds, hello to you. Hello, Dan. Yeah, the club champions, the Panthers. But anyway, we'll leave that one. No, how are you, Dan? <laughs> Very excited. Love a uh, little bit of Friday night footy. Haven't done a lot of Friday night games this year. So um, great to be here next to Gal and, uh, and Reedy and yourself. And looking forward to a big night up there at 1300 Smiles. Now, I like it when you come with a big uh, book full of notes. You are mm. ready to put... Well, there's only six teams left, yeah, and you're ready to put the shotgun through three of them. Yeah, I reckon there's three teams. I mean, you know, and, and Gal will tell you, I mean, momentum and, and, and continuity at this time of year is so important. And I, and I just think, you know, there's just some, some teams going into this weekend, and whether they get through this week or not, but it's just into the next couple of weeks uh, with a lot of distraction, a lot of, right. a, a lot of issues within their roster, uh, and I think it's going to be too much for a few teams. Reedy, hello to you. Hello, Dan. Great to be here. Can you give us a little bit of gold or something to tease us for your mail segment in about half an hour? Well, the Cowboys are playing tonight, Dan, so there's a bit of info about some of the Cowboys blokes. A little bit of match fixing. A little bit of everything, A little Dan, bit tonight. of match fixing. A little bit of match fixing. Were you there at the Eddie Hayson press I conference? Was there. It was very entertaining, Dan. I don't, I'm not sure we walked away any wiser as to uh, what's gone on, but it was very entertaining, I've got to say. Max so- Marks can put on a show, Dan. Mm. Been great for Eddie's profile. Oh, hasn't hasn't it? done wonders <laughs> for it. I'm <laughs> not sure it's what you want to be right now. Why would a colourful oh, well. racing identity want to be in in the public eye? He loves it. Does he want un, Does he want the next Underbelly series? Well, is he enjoying? And honestly, is he enjoying the attention? I've got to say, you're not the first person who suggested that this could lead to an Underbelly series. And with Max involved, uh, you know, there's there must be a book deal or something down down the line. Who would play Eddie? Danny, Danny DeVito, maybe? Or? Danny DeVito. Oh. Is he still with us? <laughs> no. Who, Danny? He's got, he's got to be a larger man. It's a bit harsh. Sorry, Eddie. He's got to be a larger... I don't know. Mm. Who would play? What about Les Hill? He'd have to go to McDonald's. He'd have to hit the McDonald's. <laughs> he would. Paul hello Gallo, Les, hello to listen. you. Hey, Dan. Now, we're going to do the injury stuff in the next segment, and we'll give people a warning. If you've had an early dinner... Uh, I'd suggest you turn it down because it does get quite graphic. Gal's <laughs> description of what they've done to his back and how they've fixed him up. Um, we'll do that in a second. Who do you like tonight? This must be quite strange. You are about to be yeah, calling a game. Mm. Uh, one of these teams you'll be playing next Friday. Yeah, I really liked uh, the Cowboys, to be honest. I thought they were specials, but then I found out today, obviously Lowe's out. I think Winnerstein's out. Yeah. And also their centres out. Linnet, which is a big, uh, big hole in there. That's a whole edge gone. Um, 
but, but I just can't go past Tom Alolo, Tarmow, Matt Scott, Jonathan Thurston, Morgan. Okay. Them five blokes. All right, we'll kick off, as I said, just before 8 o'clock. Let's take a song. We will come back and we'll get the latest on Gal's injury. The news is good, but is it good enough to suggest that he will play next week? It is the Rush Hour here on Triple M. We do it for Nicker at Quick Miss. Getting you ready for the finals. And uh, the game for, uh, what, half of the season we thought was the grand final in waiting. It turns out we get this game two weeks early, Cowboys versus Broncos. Uh, we'll be live with uh, Gerds and Gal and uh, Dan as well. Billy Harrigan will be uh, joining us. And Brent Reed will be working the side. Uh, Brent Tate will be working the sideline for us. 
not not quite yourself. You just shocked me there, Dan. You doing tomorrow? I am, yeah, driving in Canberra. Beautiful. Uh, Nicorette, uh, bring us the show tonight. Australia's number one quit smoking brand use only is directed. Okay, gal, firstly, let's work chronologically. What happened? Yes. How did all this well, start? Well, I was in here last Monday night, obviously, flying. Everything was fine. Did the rush hour. I uh, went to training the next morning. Uh, just an absolute routine day. Trained on the field in the morning. They gave uh, myself... Mick Ennis, uh, a couple of boys have had big loads over the past year, the Roosters game and the, the uh, Melbourne game. They gave us a 20-minute early mark to go and do a bit of off-feet, um, off-legs uh, cardio in the gym, so we did that. Went to lunch, I got up from lunch and was just a bit stiff, and then come back in the afternoon, just had a routine weight session, and uh, that night just got really stiff, and I texted the trainer, I said, mate, I don't think I'll be able to train tomorrow, and uh, my back's stiff, and then the next morning, woke up and, and couldn't get out of bed, that was Wednesday, last Wednesday. So hang on, it started when you were doing a bit of cardio and pool work? No, it started just that I got up from lunch. I just got up from lunch and I was a bit stiff, but it's not unusual for me. About 10 years ago, possibly a little bit longer now, I had a L5-S1 disectomy, which means basically my disc had bulged out that far into my spinal cord. It needed to be cut off because the pain in my legs was too much. So when most people have normal, really flexible, nice discs that are full of gel and basically hydrated, mine's just... Basically, at that level, is just really. It'll, it'll, it'll one day probably eventually fuse itself, or I'll have to get it fused. So what's happening at, at the moment is every. It's happened twice in ten years. Basically, a little bit of crap from the disc will flake off and just get stuck somewhere in the joint and around because there's so many nerves. Your spinal columns there. You know things can go wrong pretty quickly, and that's basically what happened. So I never had a. I never had another disc bulge, which was uh, first reported. Um, I've basically just had a little bit of a this flakiness come off the, 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 the disc that's pretty poor, in pretty poor condition, and it's just got stuck uh, in the spinal um, canal somewhere around there. And then so what they did Thursday, I wasn't any better. I spent the whole day in bed once again. Friday come, they thought, well, we better do something. So they sent me to St. George Hospital. I uh, spent the day in St. George Hospital, had a cortisone injection into the... Because um, at that point, you still wanted to play last week. Thursday I wanted to play. Friday I couldn't play. Friday I couldn't walk. I was in a wheelchair, literally in a wheelchair. I was in, I was in, uh, you know, people. I saw there's plenty of people out there who've had back pain, and it's just it's Mm. it's debilitating. It's absolutely excruciating. And um, so Friday had the uh, cortisone injection into the uh, around the disc area, which basically hopefully, you know, obviously reduces inflammation, but also flushes a bit of the area around and. uh, With uh, with some anti-inflammatories on top of that over the weekend, I rested all weekend and probably. Wednesday this week, oh, I started to walk around the block. Mm-hmm. Um, yesterday felt a whole lot better, and today had a little bit of a jog on the field. So if I keep improving at this rate, I feel really, really good at the moment. I've got no doubt I'll train train a little bit of the side on Sunday. Um, I'll probably full train Tuesday. That'll be the plan, and I'll be fine for Friday. Who's putting that plan together, Gal? Obviously, you know your body really well. Yep. Is it really important that you do run early in the week? Oh, it's important for my head, as we, as we, you know, we were talking about early off air about about the weights and wanting to still do weights. I, I need for my head to be to be able to train. So, but we've got a really good staff down there. Andrew Gray's ahead of performance down there, and along with Flano, uh, they're putting it all together. And uh, you know, they basically work backwards from the game. So our game's next Friday. Um, captain's run is obviously the Thursday. I need to be pretty much 100 percent for that. Yep. We'll have the Wednesday off. So the Tuesday, which is next Tuesday, I, I need to be pretty good. So will you do contact work, Gal, or will you avoid that? I won't do contact work, only because I don't – if they want me to, I will, but I don't believe I need to. I've played enough games. I'm confident enough that if I can get on the field, I'll be 100%. So how do we get from 
last week, so last Friday you're in a wheelchair to when you started walking on Wednesday. Wednesday, yeah. So what was it that forced the improvement? Was it uh, manipulation? Was it just rest? Pl- plenty of physio rest, and I think just the you know the the ability of the cortisone to work basically, and Fla- uh, the flushing of the of the, the flushing of the joint, and mm. and just the fact that you know y- your body improves, your body your body uh, fixes itself, and those you know, three or four days really really helped. They were very frustrating days. I mean, I'd wake up, I'd go to physio, I'd come home, I'd sleep all day, I'd do nothing, I'd do the same in the afternoon. It was um, extremely frustrating. And um, you know, Wednesday came, and the club basically said to me, mate, look, you, you've got to just start living life again. You've got to be normal. You've got to not, not be concerned when you go to try to pick up a cup or open up the fridge door because I was stiff as a board. I was, just, yeah. I was actually at one stage twisted to the side a little bit because I was that stiff. And when Wednesday came, they basically just said, you've just got to start living life normal again. Uh, which I started to do. Yesterday felt a whole lot better. Um, today I went out and met Reedy in the city this morning and had a, mm. had a chat and a nice little Telstra do. And um, as the day's gone on today, I felt a whole lot better. You, you, didn't w- tra- you, w- you wouldn't meet Reedy up for free. <laughs> obviously, there was an earner. <laughs> you, you, uh, <laughs> not for me, Dan. <laughs> you, um, you said, obviously, Friday was the worst yeah. day. You, you chose not to travel down with the boys on Saturday. How was that to even watch the game? Yeah, it was tough, mate. I, I couldn't. The boys travelled down on Friday. Yep. And, and as I said, I, you know, I was... I was concerned about more things than footy on Friday. It was it was really really tough Friday. The game itself w- was amazing to watch. I, I mean, I was Where, just what so did you do? Pre- just sat at I, home. I sat it? at home. I watched it, and I've got to tell you, I cried at the end of the game. I was just that that happy and that proud of the boys. I mean, yeah. at, at the thirty two minute mark to be down twelve nil, sixty five percent possession against yeah. you. I, I knew I knew we could win. I just thought to myself, if we can just get fifty percent ball in the second half. I had no doubt we can win because Canberra are just a side. If you just control the ball against them, you go set mm. for set. They're so big. And look, th- th- there's p- there's payoffs here and there, isn't there? If you're that big, you can't be that fit. And that's just the way it is for them. And if you can control the ball with them, give them the ball back where you want, you can win. And when we got that try just before yeah. halftime, I, my confidence went through the roof and I knew we could do it and they did. That first set after halftime, I sat there and thought, they're going to win this, Cronulla. Yeah, I mean, it was it was unbelievable the way they came out. Obviously, the momentum into into the the break was great with that prior try. But I ju- I just couldn't believe how much the Raiders dropped off in the early part of that second half. I mean, credit to your guys, outstanding mm. performance. But were you surprised by the lack of intent by the Raiders early? Oh, uh, look, no, I wasn't. I just thought our intent was better. And as, as I said, I, I was quite confident going down to the game that we could win. Obviously, when we, we lost Wade Graham after five minutes, that hurt a little bit. But um, as I said, Canberra aside, I, I just really believe, and, I, and I, when we, we smashed them down there early on this year, I remember talking to Ricky after the game, I just said, mate, I just, I just feel if you can control the ball against your side, you have 50% possession, which eventually turns to 55% possession. If you complete above 80%, I think you can win. Now, now in saying that, we still didn't do that really well. Yeah. We still come up with 13 errors conceding possession. We still never played that well, but just the, the guts and determination and, the, and the, the more want that our boys had against Canberra, was the difference at the end. And I, as I said, mate, I couldn't be more proud of him. I, the 20 seconds to go when Bealey had the ball stolen off him, I absolutely lost it and I couldn't <laughs> believe it. And my missus said to me at the end of the game, now you know how we feel every week. But it was um, it was just an awesome game to watch and such a good win and hopefully something that sets us up for next week. Gary, you said an interesting thing to us this morning about um, the Chad Townsend decision. Mm. Uh, and, and when Flano took him off, you said, we just need to get Beal in a dummy half because Canberra are vulnerable the dummy half running. Is that something Penrith can exploit tomorrow night? Uh, 
Penrith are a different side to us. I don't really want to go into what they can they can do, but but that was something that we wanted to do. And and um, Flano wanted to get Bealy into the game. He didn't know how he was going to get him. Well, I don't think it was ever a plan to take Chatty off, to be honest. Um, but just, that's just the way the game panned out. And when he started to tell that when Sosai Fecky and Valentine Holmes were getting in and taking them dummy half runs or one off the ruck, they were making 10, 15 mm. metres every time. They were leaving Big Boyd and, uh, you know, Paulo on the deck. He thought, well, let's get Beal in there and do it too. And the only way to do it and to keep Bird on the field, to keep doing it as well, was to take Chad off. It's just the way it worked out. It wasn't Chaddy getting hooked or anything like that. And Chaddy knows that. And, you know, he's full of confidence this week and he'll be fine. I'm sure he'll be our halfback next week. Just to put a full stop on the back. So if uh, you've said it all week. If the game was this week, you wouldn't play. What about now? If the game was tomorrow night, given your improvement, do you reckon you'd be half a chance? The way I feel right now, I reckon I'd be half a chance, yeah. But thankfully, I don't have to make that decision. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. And do we have to do anything for you tonight? No, like, no, do we have to get a special seen the, chair? Have you seen the big roller I've bought yeah, in? And he's got the donut. He's sitting on a, the donut. I've, I've got a big a big spinal roll mm. over there. So but you're sitting you, down as normal. I'm so sitting what? down now, but in the break in the songs. You didn't, did you see me before? Yeah, I was on the yeah. floor. Did you, hey, Gal, did you say you had a disectomy? I had a disectomy. I had something like that. I <laughs> <laughs> me out for a couple of days too. But the swelling was, well, it was kind of good. This is the say. rush hour on Triple M. We do it for <laughs> Nick Red Quick Mister. Whenever we talk league, it's for Totally Workwear. We'll focus on Cowboys Broncos shortly. Triple M rocks the finals for Harvey Norman. Nick Red, your partner to help break free from smoking. News only as directed. The limited edition 4 and 20 Triple M Chicken Palmer Footy Pie has arrived. Available only during the finals from Coles Express. We'll tuck into one this weekend at the footy. Yes, indeed. 90 minutes away from Cowboys-Broncos. Cowboys have never lost a home final, and uh, the Broncos 0-3 in finals in uh, Townsville. You've got Gerds, you've got Paul Gallon, you've got Brent Reid, Dan Ganone. Update from the Holden Cup. Cowboys 20 West Tigers 16 uh, with 25 to go. Uh, that's obviously a knockout final. Incredible news today, gentlemen. Josh Hodgson is going to play, yeah, as well as Blake Austin. Mm. That seems remarkable. Reedy, do we think there could be some tricks being played? Well, I here? declared him gone last weekend, Dan. Did so you really? I, I, I honestly thought he'd come back on. Really? Yeah, I did. Uh, yeah, and because I'll tell you what, I've heard, I've heard an ankle before, as I'm sure Gerd's has. Ankles are so painful when you first do them, but there's something that sort of come good. And mm. when I saw a, a picture of him in the dressing room where he was actually got up and was walking, he wasn't walking well, I thought he was going to come back on. Mm. So it doesn't surprise me, me personally, it doesn't surprise me he's going to play this week. I think the issue will be how much training he's been able to do. I, well, I think the positive side, sorry, Rick. I was going to say, would he play with a needle? Would he need a needle yeah, for that? Probably, well, probably yeah. take the pain away. Mm. But but I think as soon as, usually with ankles and things like that, uh, when it's really quick like that, like it whipped in and it whipped out, if it doesn't crack, there's no major damage. He didn't hear any crack. So initially the pain's excruciating and you feel like you're gone. And then, as Gal said, you can walk them or run them off. But look, for the Raiders, um, they've got nothing to lose other than the semifinal. That's, and, and, and essentially, you know, I was just talking to Gal about it. They've got so many disruptions this week with that. Would, would have they been better? And I know he's their most creative player, to, player. I understand all of that. But would have they been better off just saying, you know, after that, this is going to be our side. This is the way we're going to go. Let's prepare like that because the hardest thing being a player going into these finals, and it's different, you know, you've got different levels of experience and you want your best players there. But I think you're better off knowing early in the week who's going to be your side and how you're going to play as opposed to having a guy standing there until the, the last minute and then hoping that he comes on at, at 85, 90% because you he's not, not going to be 100%. No, but do you not take note of how they played after he left? Their direction yeah. was 
aimless. Yeah, but but you got a week to prepare for that. So then you can you can organise around that. You can change up what you need to do, and you can give a guy like Baptiste, who's a hooker anyway. You can give him a week's prep, and everyone knows what's going to happen. Whereas if he goes on and starts again, and they're not prepared, and he goes off, and Baptiste goes in, well then they end up probably playing the same way they did last week. And I don't put the way that they played gen- necessarily yeah, down to not I, the, the Sharks. The way they played last week. Their line speed, their enthusiasm, um, I, I think that was you know, what made the Raiders play the way they did, not their injuries. All right, we'll uh, take a song, then a sports update, including what's going on with Mitchell Stark. That injury is far worse than we first anticipated. And Australia in the Davis Cup will tell you how they went there. It is the rush hour, getting you ready for the finals. Cowboys 20, Tigers 16, Holden Cup, 24 minutes to go. Triple M. Gal, yes or no, I don't need an explanation. Yep. Would you have Viking clapped the, cl- the crowd? 100%. Magic Glass, your premier glass replacement specialists. Magicglass.com.au Sports Update. Producer Tom, can you get Ricky Stewart on the phone for a reply, please? <laughs> I, I, can I, Johnny, elaborate? Not on that. I was actually hoping at last week's press conference for the semi-finals, I was hoping they were going to ask me about it. Because let me tell you, Canberra is the most daunting place or the most disrespectful place to go to as a player. <laughs> worse, than, worse than Queensland. I have never been sprayed more than I have been sprayed when I go to Canberra. And I was going to, when they, I surprised none of you asked me about the press conference, so I was going to say, I can't wait to go down there and get clapped because usually I'm getting spat at or booed or all sorts of <laughs> That's stuff. That's because so. you keep picking on Josh Papali when you go down there. Oh, mate, he hits me in the back without the ball. <laughs> God. Maybe it's Josh's fault that you're in this way. No, I'm fine. I'll be, I'll be fine. But yeah, old mate. Please, I would have clapped for sure. <laughs> so why do you think Ricky did it? Because Ricky is the master Convenient of manipulation <laughs> to get focus off what just happened to his team. And I love Ricky more than more than most, but he's the best at it. <laughs> the training injury to Mitchell Stark is far worse than we first thought. If you haven't read or heard the details, he needed 30 stitches in his leg. 30! After crashing into equipment uh, and will wear a brace for two to three weeks... The official word from Cricket Australia is they're hopeful he'll be ready for the summer. That's as good as they can give at the moment. And it starts in only seven weeks um, it, with the first test against South Africa. He's in a brace for two or three of them. He must have cut, like, muscle. Like, he mm. must have cut right down into the, not just, like, you know, a superficial cut. Apparently they're going through fielding drills at wow. Nurseville Oval. It's it's pretty cutthroat, the old cricket these days, Dan. <laughs> listen, listen. <laughs> is that a pun from you? So it was a bad one. <laughs> Save that for Sky News. Don't bring that stuff. This is A grade. Don't. Have you got another job? I mean, you're on the oh, you're mate. on the footy show on mate. weekends. What are you doing at Sky now? <laughs> really? Just Unbelievable. Well, you must, you must be able to walk the streets. He's ca- this gig has catapulted him now. It's not. It's not cheap being me. Dan, but you carry him on this show. He has to go out there on his own. Then what happens? Australia is two rubbers to love up in the Davis Cup tie against Slovakia in Sydney. Kyrgios and Tomic both won in straight sets, and uh, the winner of that tie, by the way, gets back into the World Group. And in the uh, by the way, can we have a decent court? I mean, we're not a third world country. I know they like having a grass court. And it's an advantage. And they like having a bit of wear and tear because the bounce is uneven and the, and the overseas teams aren't Is this Roland Garris? Hey? 
What this are you talking Sydney about? Sydney Olympic Park. You should see the disgraceful grass court they've got there. Dan, when I was a young bloke, I covered Russia at uh, in, in Brisbane. The potato the field. The potato field. You have Kenny Kafelnikov call it a potato field. <laughs> uh, and in the AFL tonight, Hawthorne's incredible premiership streak goes on the line. They are playing sudden death against the Western Bulldogs at the MCG. The winner will play GWS Giants next Saturday. Hawthorne, of course, have won the last three AFL flags. We're running behind time, so let's take a quick break. That was a sports update for Magic Glass. Uh, no That's change right. by by the way, in Holden Cup, 20 to 16, 17 to go. Ready's mail won't take long. Triple M rocks the finals for Harvey Norman. Nicorette, your partner to help break free from smoking. He's only as directed. The Triple M Rush Hour. Yes. Oh, right now. Keeping the day sport right up your date. <laughs> oh, I mean, up to date. <laughs> this is the Triple M Rush Hour. A rush hour news update. We've just seen the case against the captain's challenge. We'll talk about that. Just an absolute howler Damn. in the Holden Cup. Oh, no, hang no, on. No, Was no, that no, a try? No, no, no. They've awarded that a try. It's oh not the case God. against captain's challenge, Dan. It's the case against bad refereeing. There's a linesman and a referee on the spot, and they got that wrong. So Tigers burned their captain's challenge. This yep. is the Holden Cup. Cowboys then have scored, and I said straight away, the bloke's put his foot, uh, he, he's planted the ball on the, uh, dead the ball first line, row. on the touch and goal line. You said his foot's touched it. Which it did. Both things happen. Yes. Can't challenge. I spoke to you about it on the show a couple of weeks ago, and I actually spoke to you guys about it today, Reedy. It's ridiculous. We have this technology. Why are we not wanting to use it? Because it's killing the game, Paul. No, it's not. It's it is, not mate. good. Mate, we talk it's about a game. It. We're all happy about a game two weeks ago that had nothing to do with nothing. It's fantastic. Oh, please. Well, the is it was great. Midway These blokes who have worked since November last Understand. year could now get knocked out because Understand. of an absolute terrible call that could have been reviewed by a video referee, which we have. Yes. But, there, but there's referees but, and linesmen on the spot, Gal, that need to do mate, their job. But, it goes job. that fast. It goes that fast. They can't see it. We've got this technology. Use it. Yeah, we are. they are going to use it, but we also need to put some onus and some accountability back on the officials to make the right call. So yeah, They've got enough. Put, they've got enough. People aren't walking away from the game in droves. The number one reason why people aren't going to rugby league games this year, Gal, that was in the poll is because of the bloody <laughs> bunker. <laughs> no, I don't believe that's right. Because no. I'll tell you what will happen next. We'll get rid of the bunker. We'll go back to this captain's call. We'll have Howlers like that every single weekend, and then we'll have people walking away saying we've got millions of dollars of technology and we don't use it. We've had a lot to get through. We haven't even got oh. to this game yet. We're forty-five minutes into the but, show. But Dan, show, Dan. You, you, you know, as the facilitator, you got to do better. I mean, Gal's got a broken back. <laughs> You're taking he's over, asked you, He's asked you in the break if you go to the toilet. Yeah. Of course, it's going to take him five minutes to get there and get what back. What am I going to say? No, go. hold it. Tell him to hold it. I'm here. I'm back. Hey, he moved quickly too. I think it's all the front. Cowboys 32, <laughs> West... <laughs> Oh, mate, you're right downstairs. <laughs> yeah. He's walking normally. Hey, he yeah. sees me. Oh, no, really I hear in the chocolate Dan factory. Past me, brushed me. I was absolutely upset, Dan. <laughs> I didn't see you. I first, was in my own little world. Yeah, okay, yeah. at 32 16, Cowboys over the West's Tiger. So it looks like the Cowboys will go through. Six minutes to go. That's in the Holden Cup. Reedy. 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 You've got mail. It's time. You have mail. For Reedy's mail. Well done, Reedy. Okay, Brent Reed. Dan. Where are we going first? Let's go to Townsville, why don't we? They're playing tonight. I know, I know you're not excited about this news, but you, know, you can't, can't lead a mail young, segment with Kalen Ponga. Well, let's start with Ethan Lowe then, the bloke who's oh, out, who's out tonight. He's now at the centre of a bit of a storm, bec- and storms probably oh, the word oh, because big. you like that. Did you? Is that intentional? That just came to me. Then? Just, it just <laughs> comes to me, kids, because obviously there's been talk about the grapple tackle today and, and Ethan Lowe, and 
And uh, I know the Cowboys aren't real happy about it. And Melbourne is saying it was a result of a gap, grapple tackle. And I think there's more to come from this, Dan, and more will come out this week, particularly if the Cowboys season stays alive. I think we could see the beginning of what, what could amount to a pretty significant feud between the two clubs. Have you seen the incident, Reddy? Well, I haven't seen it yet, no. Mm. I'm, and, and I'm told there's people who've looked at it and tried to find it, and they haven't. Uh, they, they haven't found the actual incident, uh, you know, and the Storm are emphatic that it wasn't a grapple tackle that was involved, but... He's uh, got neck damage or spine, he got, spinal he's, cord, He's got a ruptured it? disc in his back, a compressed disc in his back, sorry, Dan, he needs surgery. They're saying that surgery is relatively straightforward. Yeah, but it's and, back surgery. Yeah, it's back surgery. He should be back for round one this year. Now, if it had, if it had happened mid-year, he wouldn't have played again this year. And they're adamant right. privately that it's the tackle well, that did it. Well, privately, they're the, seething about it. And if you remember Paul Green a week ago, yeah. held a press conference the day before they played Melbourne, so the day before the game when he, he got injured, and he was pretty... Um, inflammatory with his comments about Melbourne Storm and, and the way they play the game. And Melbourne was seething with that a week ago because he did the press conference right outside the Melbourne offices at, at the ground. And they were furious with what he said a week ago. Craig Bellamy responded to that. And now we've had this incident and I don't think we've heard the last of this. I think this is something that, if the, particularly if the Cowboys win tonight, this will keep going during the week. By the way, Gal, why, do, why does Flanagan and Stewart hate each other? What happened there? Stuart, as in Ricky Stewart? Yeah. Oh, do, uh, don't they have a feud? No, no, I don't think so. Is that so. not right? Oh, someone's written uh, that. And, oh, well, sorry. I heard that too, Dan. They were very close at no, one they, point. Oh, they were very close. Yeah. Oh, they, were, they were good mates. I remember when, when Sticky first came to the club, he, he brought Flano with him. Obviously, Flano took his job, which which naturally happens. But look, I, I invited them both to my wedding. They were both there at my wedding. They had a beer together. That was, that was a few years ago now. But, you know, they probably don't call each other weekly, but I, as far as I know, there's no okay, major enough. feud. And, and they were, I think you, Flano was his assistant, wasn't he, with New South Wales? Is that right? Uh, he was, certainly was at the Roosters. Yeah, he came to Roosters, right. then Cronulla. Yeah. They, they were together for a long time. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. Okay, apology. I, I thought blood. I read that as oh, fact. Oh, look, so you I'll... may have, but as far as I know, there's no real bad blood, yeah. Reedy, where are we at with match fixing? Look, obviously, uh, there was a big press conference yesterday, Dan. There were some things said at that press conference. A couple of things that are noteworthy. Eddie Hayson said uh, he's had a lot of luck on the punt of late. Uh, and that's allowed him to pay off some debts. Second thing was he said he didn't bet on under-20s game. There's been some talk that the police are going to look at some under-20s games in terms of this match fixing. Now, we, we've obtained some records of his of his betting in the last, earlier this year. It's basically a 10-day period earlier this year. Eddie Hayson bet over $3 million, placed over $3 million in bets. He won $1.2 million on those bets. So he finished one2 ahead. So Eddie was right on that front. He, he, he's had a lot of fortune, some good fortune earlier this year that's obviously helped him. The one thing was in those bets are a couple of under-20s games. Now, I'm not suggesting there was anything untoward that went on with those under-20s games, but there were some under-20s games there, and Eddie had said he hadn't bet on Holden Cup games this year. Well, there's so, a few things he said yesterday which contradicted himself. He basically, didn't he say at one point, I've hardly bet on league this year. Then he, he said, I've bet on every Parramatta <laughs> game until about eight or nine weeks ago, yeah, well, which he, people worked out was when foreign stopped yeah, playing. Yeah, and that's because... It, it, that's because he said he lost faith in Parramatta's ability to win football games when Kieran wasn't there. And no, is it a league? It's not a legal for him to bet on a game. Though, bet on a game. Yeah. No, not at all. Not at all. And, and you know, I, I, you know, if you consider it, when you th- if you think about it, their record didn't go. They didn't. They actually didn't want win that many games or weren't as consistent when Kieran wasn't there. So that's prob- probably smart on his behalf to stop betting on Parramatta when Kieran went down. Did he? 
get himself into trouble, i.e., did he say something that is going to be disproven or has been disproven? Well, obviously, the Holden Cup thing, Dan, if, if that's the one. You know, what we've seen today is. You know, there's but again, some okay, Holden Cup all right, so he's proven to have bet all this money on Holden Cup. It's yeah. still not illegal. And, and they, they weren't, I mean, they're not significant amounts compared to, we're talking $3.2 million or something over a 10-day period. These weren't significant bets. Um, the, the bigger bets were placed on, you know, he bets on AFL and, and everything, you name it. Uh, and the bigger bets tended to be on footy games. It was a, a bet for $160,000 on a Parramatta game at one point. So they weren't massive bets, but the fact that he said he didn't bet on them and there's a couple of bets that were in them, that's sort of obviously not something you want to see. Anything else before we go? Just quickly on Jabaria Hargroves. He was at the, the Telstra launch today with Gal, actually, the iPhone 7 launch, and spoke to him about his future, and he's off contract at the end of next year. There's a lot of players who are holding back on signing new deals, down because no one knows what the salary cap will be mm-hmm. in 2018. Jared said, look, I just want to get it done. I want to start the Sydney Roosters. The interesting thing as well was he's been talking with Steve Kearney over the last 10 weeks about what he has to do to play for New Zealand. So he's been working on that in his games. Steve Kearney's gone. So that 10 weeks that he's basically put in to try and impress Steve Kearney. Has the New Zealand case been announced? Kidwell. It got announced oh, okay, as David Kidwell. But then again, Kearney's been darkening him for three years. Well, he, he disputes that, Dan. I mean, he just thinks that Steve... He's not in the best... What, not in the best 17... And well, not in Steve Kearney's world, but maybe in David Kidwell's world. Right. So he's mad keen on playing for the Kiwis again. Thank you, Reedy. One more break. We'll come back. Another sports update. Cowboys 32-16 over the Tigers. Only 90 seconds left in Holden Cup. We couldn't find a single co-host that'd work with Dan Ganane full time. <laughs> this is the Triple M Rush Hour. Full time in Holden Cup for uh, thirty-two sixteen. The Cowboys oh, win. Controversial, yeah. controversial. Oh, they'll get knocked out next week anyway, Dan. Doesn't matter. Well, they're playing <laughs> the Peg Penrith, <laughs> mate. You need to turn down your bias. Hasn't he we had on that Canterbury bandwagon. people complaining no, last week. No, you did about, not. I, I promise you, there were two tweets. Yeah. Small sample size, but yeah, two yeah. tweets said... I oh, thought I was okay. I, I like it. I didn't think I was... That, I thought I was sort of impartial, to be honest, Dan. I could have been a lot worse. Here's Besides pe- the Go Panthers at the start. And, and yeah. this is the thing. People yeah. treat that as biased. Yeah. Where biased is when you're supporting a team and you see a clear forward pass yes. and you won't call... That's actually a bot because your, your performance is effective. For that, I thought it was a bit over the top there from Goose. <laughs> Triple M's footy tipping for steel blue work boots. 100% comfort guaranteed. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, tipping. Uh, we're going. Well, let's just do this game tonight. Uh, Gerds, who's going to win? Um, no, no deep uh, okay. analysis here. Just a quick one. Uh, Cowboys. Gal. Yeah, I think the Cowboys. Broncos. Okay, and tomorrow night, Canberra Penrith. Uh, Gerds sorted. <laughs> Gal. Sorry, mate. Canberra Penrith. We're doing a show here, mate. Yeah, I know. I was just having. I've actually got an argument later. I'm, I'm working on an argument with Fifth Girds. Canberra Penrith. He's Canberra. working on an argument with me. No, our, our official argument before. I'm trying to get some stats. Okay. Oh, okay. Canberra yeah. and yeah. Rudy. Canberra. Uh, hey, Dan. Just quickly. Yeah. I, I don't tip Penrith just because they're playing. I tip. I think they'll win next week. I, I go from every week, but I don't always tip it. Fair just, enough. Just for the broad <laughs> here by Steel Blue Word. But that pick on Reedy, he's the one that's yeah, in here. 100% comfort guarantee. Let's You're do this. Magic Glass, your premier glass replacement specialists. Magicglass.com.au. Sports News for Brighton's lawyers protecting the future. If you missed it from earlier, the Raiders have announced Josh Hodgson and Blake Austin will play tomorrow night against the Panthers. Uh, both got through today's captain's run. And Blake Green will depart the storm to join Manly. That has been made official. And Parramatta has finally uh, announced the signing of Nathan Brown 
for two seasons from South Sydney. And David Kidwell has been confirmed as New Zealand coach taking that's over a, from that's Stephen That's not Kearney. a bad buy for Parra, you know. Mm. Look, Sharky should look something like him. I thought he had a, a, a good start of the season. I thought he went really off during the he cleaned up middle his end, of the year. Yeah, and at the end of the year, I thought he went well. I, I, you know, it could have been... Anyway. I'm surprised, Dan, at all the news out there, considering Rudy's mail. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, I told you the Blake Green news about two months ago. But anyway, that's all right. <laughs> we will go back through the tapes. Right, you saying man, go, you Dig deep. Uh, the Sandown 500 is on this weekend. An embarrassment for Jose Mourinho and Manchester United. Not only have they degraded themselves by having to play the Europa League, they lost their opening match to Feyenoord 1-0. They threw it. <laughs> oh, 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 he rested, he rested like nine of his players. They oh, don't want to be. He wants to win the Europa League. No offense to the but Europa League. Isn't that League. straight passage to back to the Champions League? No. Isn't it really? I don't think yeah, so. Yeah, if you oh, win first it, yeah, is, you but you've got to win it. All right, okay, thank you, boys. That is a sports update for Magic Glass. We'll take a break and then we'll get you ready for this game. It is the Cowboys and the Broncos live, Triple M. Thank you, Reedy. Thanks, boys. September. If you don't feel those butterflies in your stomach, you're not alive. This is Finals Footy. This is Triple M. Triple M rocks the NRL. It's the most unpredictable final series in years. I can feel it. You'll hear every game live on Triple M NRL. Starting to feel it. The build-up is over. Now... It begins. This is September. Here every minute, live on Triple M NRL. Triple M. Listen everywhere via the Triple M NRL app. For Harvey Norman Home Appliances. There are four games left until the grand final, and each one is sudden death. Welcome to week two of the NRL finals. Tonight, 1300 Smile Stadium is the venue for the latest in the epic rivalry between the North Queensland Cowboys and the Brisbane Broncos. This is the tenth time in two and a half to a years that these teams will have met. Many of those, of course, have been in finals. The weather, perfect in Townsville. A gentle breeze, mid-twenties, and the temperature just dropping ever so slightly. Wonderful conditions for Rugby League. And uh, kickoff is just before 8 o'clock. And uh, we welcome all stations now joining us up and down the East Coast as we get ready for this first uh, final of this weekend. Tomorrow night, it's Canberra versus Penrith at GIO Stadium. We'll be calling that one, of course, as Triple M NRL is the home of all NRL finals. A few moments ago, controversy in the Holden Cup. The Tigers were absolutely dudded by the captain's challenge. Cowboys winning that uh, game 32-16. to It was close when uh, the horrific decision came, but the Cowboys went on with the job, and they now will play Penrith in the grand final qualifier in the Holden Cup. And uh, tomorrow uh, we have our second final, I believe, off the top of my head. It's Cronulla versus Roosters at 5 p.m. with the winner to take on the Dragons. But that's Holden Cup. Let's get ready for this game. Uh, the big one between the Cowboys and the Broncos. Once again, Gerds, hello to you. Hello, Dan. <laughs> How are you, mate? I'm excited. Look, uh, I, 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 we spoke about this a little bit last week and the fact that the, the advantage of finishing in the top four sees the Cowboys losing in the first semifinal, but getting the advantage of going home where they've won their last six finals 11 games uh, they won here this year, they lost one when Thurston was out against uh, Melbourne Storm so a clear advantage to the Cowboys but 
a disruptive week with injury, with some late changes, which is really going to unsettle their side. I believe finals all about continuity, uh, momentum, really important things, and uh, the Cowboys have had a few things go against them this week. The Broncos, on the other hand, only the Roberts to come out of it. Didn't play great last week, but probably a settled week, and they would be confident going up uh, tonight, believing that you know they've got within one point uh, the last three occasions. Always a tight contest. I don't know. Tough game tonight, Dan. Well, we're going to go through those official changes shortly. That They're just coming through now. Speaking of injury, this man has come in off the sickbed to be here with us tonight. More importantly, it looks like he'll be there next Friday night when he plays for a grand final spot. Paul Gallon, hello to you. Hey, Dan. Yep, I'm coming good. The last two days have been, I won't say miraculous, but they've been very, very good. A big turnaround from uh, Wednesday onwards. Just give a quick summary for people listening in Sydney and Newcastle and Brisbane. You gave the very detailed explanation at 6 o'clock. Yep. But what happened and what's happened since? Yep. Very routine day uh, last Tuesday, Tuesday a week ago. Um, got into some, somehow had a little bit of a, a disc flake off and get caught in uh, basically my spinal column or where the, the nerves go. Basically shut everything down. I was um, struggling for four or five days, probably up to seven days. Uh, last Friday, I was struggling to walk. Had a cortisone injection in the area. Since then, I uh, was bedridden for a few days. But as I said, from Wednesday onwards, I've really started to come good. Uh, whereas today, I actually got out on the field and had a jog. So uh, Sunday, I'll be back. I won't be full training, but I'll certainly be back at training uh, with a, you know, a plan to train on Tuesday. What? Okay, unless things change, like unless there, there's a... Uh the change of course of events. What percentage I'll are you 100%. now? 100%. But for right now, today... Absolutely 100%. What is your back today? Oh, today, oh, look, I, I could, look t- today I jogged. I jogged. I got through what I had to get through as far as rehab goes, got through it fine. I, I couldn't give you a percentage on how good it is now, but I, I'm telling you right now, nothing else goes wrong in these next seven days, which I don't, which it won't. I'll be I'm 100% next week. Billy Not Harrigan, again. hello to you. Hello, Dan. I was glad that this time last Friday, we know what dominated the headlines. It was very nice that uh, games two, three, and four weren't so controversial. They were very good, I thought. Yeah. And I don't want to get on to talking about the referees about this weekend, but I do want to start off by saying this. There was a an injustice done in the appointments of the referees this week. Last Friday night, we saw a performance. Unfortunately for Bernard Sutton, uh, Jerry Sutton, who was the number one referee, was nowhere near the standard that we expect from him. Yet he has survived, albeit in the pocket with Benny Cummins. And Badger, who controlled less than 20% of that game, still should have picked up the kick in the back, but I haven't heard any audio to whether he tipped the referee off or not, has been completely dropped. And the performing referee over the weekend, Jared Maxwell, gets punted who had the best game on Sunday. And the thing about that was his boss comes out and bags him and says he should have sent up the Morris try. In the end, he made a decision live, which we've all been asking for, and he got it right, and he gets dropped. Did he get it right? Well, Tony Archer never never came out and said that he he got it He never committed one way or the other, but I would have thought, Bill, the fact that he dropped Maxwell would suggest that he thought it was a try. No, he put him out there. Uh, threw him under the bus. You're exactly right, Billy. For, for mine, that's exactly what he did. There's a reason to drop someone, and, and, and they used it. How can, you, how can a guy be um, reprimanded for actually getting a decision right on the field and then actually having a good game and then being dropped saying that, well, he should have gone up even though he got it right? That doesn't make sense, If I'm Billy. his boss and someone's jumping up and down about it, I come out and say, yeah, he didn't send it up. 
he made a decision live, which everybody is asking for these days, and he got it right. So what are we talking What's about? What's the before? problem? What is the problem? He got thrown under the bus, and yep. they reversed it over him again. He should be in here in round two. As I said, between Chechen and Benny Cummins, I didn't mind because I both thought they went really well on the Saturday. And whichever one they picked, I'm happy with. But there's an injustice done with Bernie Sutting, Bernie, uh, Jerry Sutton surviving and Jared Maxwell being tossed. Oh. I hope that's the last thing I have to say about the referees' yes. performance this week, except that they go exceptionally well. And Matty Chechen and Alan Shorter will lead us off tonight up in... You happy with that combination, yeah, really? Yeah, yeah, I am. And they've been going well. They were paired together leading into the semis. And I think they went well down in Canberra last week. The only thing they missed was, obviously, the high jump contest early in the game where they did have a penalty for a mid-air tackle and it wasn't. But other than that, the rest of their game was faultless. All right. Let's put a bow on the referees for a little while. Yes. And Billy, of course, is thanks to Brighton's lawyers. Now, again, for those listening in the first hour, we touched on this, so you know where we're going to go here and what reaction we're going to want to get. But one of the big stories this week was Michael Ennis clapping the Canberra crowd after... The Sharks came up with that, you know, courageous win. What was your thoughts, Skirts? Well, look, uh, the Viking clap. Um, and, and what was I thoughts on what Ricky said about it, or the no, just the, the very idea of, of Mick. And he can't, look, he said at the time, listen, I was applauding my own fans, which we all know was rubbish. Yeah. He, he was, he was, it was by play. He was giving it back to the crowd. Did you have any issue look, with let that? Let me start by saying there's a, there's a, a few things in Mick's game that I don't like. Uh, some of the things I've seen him do on the field that I'm not a big fan of. But in relation to what he did on the weekend, um, I had no problem with it. I mean, I've been on the field. I've copped so much. Of We all has of, of players. You go into hostile environments and you cop at both barrels. I thought it was a bit of fun. I'm not sure why everyone's got so serious. I think I know why Ricky got serious and Galatoa the same thing. It's to take focus off the result. Um, I don't think he would have been losing too much sleep over it. But I can't see why all the media went got up in arms about it. I think if it, probably for the fuel, pure fact that it's it's Mick Ennis and he does rub a lot of people up the wrong way. But for what he did on Saturday night, I had a bit of a giggle. I was at home and I I actually laughed. And you know, Canberra fans they they give it. I mean, they got to take it. That's all part of the sport. Well, here's what Peter Sterling said on the Sydney and Brisbane rush hour during the week. I'm with Ricky 100. Really? Yep. Yep. I was down there. I just Mike Lennis had a fantastic game. His effort, especially second half, was was sensational. And you know what I'll remember more out of that game? The way that the, the, the totally unnecessary uh, celebration going over and mocking the fans. I thought it was I thought it was very, very poor and unfortunately a continuation. And he's only got a couple of games left. And I, I've mentioned plenty of times I've had a conversation with him saying what's important as to how you're remembered when you finish up and it's your peers and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I thought it was poor. So, Gal, what I want to ask is no one likes being bagged, and I know footballers, you're public figures, and you sort of become semi-impervious to being bagged, but has that affected him over the week? Uh, uh, look, I didn't know that comment from Sterlo. Actually, it's the first time I've heard it, and it actually surprises me because Sterlo's usually one who really... He's very good at the way he does it. He doesn't really ever seem to bag anyone. I mean, he said he wouldn't pick me this year in Origin. We remember that, but that wasn't bagging me. That was just an opinion. So, so when he does bag, him, it actually has oh, more impact. For, well, for that one, I, I, yeah, I'm very surprised at how hard he's gone at Mick there. Very. And, um, yeah, maybe that may have had a, an impact on Mick initially early in the week, but I spoke to him yesterday, and, and he was fine with it. He's okay. He's back to himself at nor- uh, normal at training and flying around training and leading us around and, uh, no, nah, he'll, he'll be fine. There'll be no issue about it. And, and I support him on it totally, 100%. There's absolutely no issue for, for, for me whatsoever. And I agree with Gers. Like, 
there's people out there swearing at us, Karen. Whether he clapped or not, they still would have had their fingers up at him. They still would have been calling him every name under the sun. It's a bit of banter, giving it back to the to the fans. I, I, I can't believe the reaction from it. As you said, Ricky Stewart wouldn't lose one second of sleep over it because he was the biggest, best sledger in the game's history. And he even off the field, mate, Ricky at training as a coach was the best sledger I've ever seen. He's, <laughs> he's, a, he's an absolute magician at it. I'm sure, Billy, you could yeah. probably attest to it. Yep. And, and he's, he's very, very good at taking focus off what he wants to take focus off on. And that was probably their loss. And, you know, as I said, he wouldn't have lost one bit of sleep over what Mick did the other day. He, he couldn't have cared less. And But I'm... I'm I'm surprised at them comments from Stella. I, I really am. I just think big deal. Precious. We're all too precious. And no, I agree. When he clapped at that clear up, they loved that because they turned around and they ripped into him even more. Middle fingers in the air. Yeah, 100%. And so what? And, and that's great. Who cares? It's, it's, actually, getting, getting so it's actually getting the crowd involved. It's yeah. actually, you know, exactly. It's exactly. Honestly, yeah, we're, we're, I'm glad you said that. Just from a refer- come from a referee to say, when do we get so precious? Good on you, Billy. And what did you say, <laughs> well, we're precious what did you the say about thing? the Canberra crowd? Well, the, Cam- the Canberra crowd, and I'm being honest here, I'm not just saying this to stick up for me, they are the most hostile environment, most rude if the words I can use or just absolutely hammering you with their, their verbals, their, what they do, throwing things at you. They're, they're worse than a Queensland crowd at Suncorp Stadium. I'm not joking. And I, I'm surprised last last week at the, the captain's call and they've got asked about it because I was going to actually jam up then and say, I can't wait to go down there and get clapped by Cam, the Canberrians because I always normally just get booed by them. But unfortunately, no one asked me, so I never got to fire <laughs> it up. Then I never got to play anyway, so luckily I probably didn't say it. Yeah, they but, are worse than Shark Park supporters mate, on a they, Saturday they night when the Sharks the, go down by one point they, and they are give the it worst. to the ref. They are the absolute worst. And, and you know, well, good on them because they're so parochial for their team and they yeah. support their team so much. I, I'm not bagging them for it. But, I mean, for when Mick Ennis wants to get, go give him a, a clap back and they want to carry on and I get precious heard, about it. I haven't heard any of the Canberra Actually, fans. Actually, the fans get, haven't carried out. They, they haven't carried on no, about it. I mean, I, it's just Ricky taking pressure off his team. It is. And, 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 and I'm, I'm surprised to hear the rest of this. But, I, yeah. yeah. Let's, let's get over Put it. Put that one to bed. One more, time, one more time for the new audience. If you were down there, would you a Viking clap the crowd? I would have let it. Like Not a doubt in my mind, if we won the way we won, I would have clapped and I would have walked around the field thanking the fans and I would have done that multiple times. Paul Kent wrote an article on the Daily Telegraph about you guys, about being the bad boys of the NRL. Would Should you not embrace that? Every hero needs a villain. Why can't the Sharks be the bad boys? You, uh, you know, you know. Well, I'm not quite sure what he means, but I mean, I've been, the, I've been the villain for a long, long time. That's I mean, as right. As far as talking, mix talking it, crap mix goes. a good villain. Uh, who else you got? Jack, Jack Bird's starting to get a bit. <laughs> he's starting to get a bit of a mouth on him for feeder. So why don't you be just say, all right, all right, Wait, everyone, we are the bad boys. Bring it on. No, I'm happy to say that. I've, I've never shied away from anything. But I just I don't see how we are or how we're not. But if we want to be, they want to cause the bad boys, we'll be the bad boys. Can't do much about it these days anyway. Though let's be honest, it's not like you can go out there and punch someone in the head anymore. Them days are gone. <laughs> Come on, let it go. Gone. Well, they're gone because of you, you mate. Yeah. Yeah. I don't blame anyone else. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. We will focus on this game. The official teams are in. Incredibly, a player will make his debut in a final. It hasn't happened in six years, uh, and we'll get to the Brisbane news as well. There has been a change. As we get ready for this game, the uh, ground looks an absolute picture. The crowd is filing in. It is Triple M NRL for uh, Harvey Norman, and we do prime time for Makita. Sudden death, Cowboys Broncos shortly here on Triple M. Triple M rocks the finals for Harvey Norman.